Huzzah, Rangers. You heard it from the GM of the Free Jacks. This is the best show in MLR. I am Phil Harris. I am joined with Diamond Dave, and we've got the very, very special guest this time around. His name is Scott Matthew. He is the head coach of the New England Free Jacks. Dave, how the hell are you? Fan flipping fantastic. Excellent. Scott, how the hell are you? Uh, feeling great. Thanks, Phil. It's uh, always awesome to be on you, too, man. Yeah, I, I, always awesome to have you. We were just talking a little bit of soccer, putting Dave to sleep prior, prior to us going live here. <laughs> I reviewed uh, my notes. I reviewed my notes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was getting prepared while zoning out while we were talking about soccer. But uh, you were last on with us in the off season. Um, what have been your impressions of the season so far? Obviously, well over halfway through playoff push at this point. But what's been your impressions? Yeah, look, man. I think we 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 can only be pleased with where we're sitting at the moment. You know, mm -hmm. um, I, I think what what's gone down well is. You know, we started the the season, I think, with with quite uh, quite a lot of new players coming. Mm -hmm. We had that core nucleus, but um, I think it took some time just to get everyone on the same page. You know, get it, assimilate all these guys, and uh, we put together quite a broad base uh, in terms of what we wanted to get through this year in, the, in our preseason. And it's just really good to start to see a lot of that uh, come to fruition. Um, so I think I think I'm 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 pretty I'm pretty pleased where we are at the moment, but you know, everything we're doing and everything that we prepared for from from conditioning and all these perspectives is to be most effective at the end of the season. So mm -hmm. it's coming to that part of the season where, you know, all the hard work and all the stuff we've been, we've been putting in place is, needs to now uh, come to roost, eh? Absolutely. We're super encouraged with the performance of the Free Jacks so far in the regular season. You can't complain too much. Just two losses, and those were to West Coast or Western Conference teams on the road, one of them closer than the other. But very, very encouraging stuff. I wanted to ask you about Will Webster, who is the new assistant coach for the Free Jacks, who works for the forwards this season. Seems to be doing very well by all accounts. What stands out to you about him? Yeah, Will's done a great job, eh? Um He's coming. I think he's, he's just really his his actual coaching pedagogy. So his actual the way he um, is able to identify areas of um, weakness and the way he's able to get that message across the players and design a, a plan for them mm -hmm. to be able to be most effective in, in, in the in the game. He's really he's really been really astute at that. Um, and I, I think as the season's gone on. You've just seen his bond grow with the, grow with the players more and more, and you've seen our forward pack, I think, function better and better. Mm -hmm. uh, so, so I think it's been a really nice growth for him. He's 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 implemented some some great uh, some uh, some great systems and, and structures in place there with the forwards, and um, yeah, I've just been really impressed at, uh, about. You know, he's he's really young too, man. He's he's 32 years old for a coach. I think um, you know he's got a, he's got a great big future ahead of him. So we're just excited to have him with us and applying his trade and, and really, uh, you know, growing in that space. And I think it's awesome. He's done a great job. I agree a thousand percent. We had him on the show a while back. I think it was Bozo and I that interviewed him. And just very personable guy. Every, see, every time I see him at the games, I'm always saying hello to him. And he's always, you know, giving us a high five or a thumbs up. So really, really. And, he's, and he speaks the proper Queens, eh? The Queens ah, English yeah. is coming out there. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Um, we always try to put like the, the Queens music in the background when we do our <laughs> stories when he comes on or whatever. Nice. Anytime we mention him, which is, you know, a little, little uh, fun thing that we like to do. But um 
Let's talk about the Jacks are currently, like I said previously, 10-2 and two on a six-game winning streak. Last year's team found a lot of success in the regular season, but when we had you on in the offseason last season, you mentioned that it might have been a year too soon, I think is the way that you described it. How is this team different than last year's? We definitely got more depth. So I think that's that's really important. Uh, it shows in, 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 the, in the quality of training sessions that we can get through. Mm-hmm. So there's very, I mean, I don't, I can't recall one session this year where we haven't been 15 on 15 in, in most of our sessions. Um, and that just obviously creates sharper, sharper players. It creates more competition. It mm-hmm. uh, breeds more intensity. Uh, so that's a massive, a massive plus. And obviously the depth chart in, in most of our positions is, is strong. So we can endure an injury or two. We are we're able to, to, to get through that. And, and that's important. Mm-hmm. We've able to rotate the squad more, which is great for freshness. It's also good for, um, you know, if there is an injury, a player is not jumping in and he's he's kind of four games, five games without playing. You know, he's coming in and he's he's, he's actually been pretty – he's pretty fresh and he's pretty ready to go. He's played rugby. He's got time in the, under his belt. So so that's encouraging. Um, and we've also, we've also got a lot more variation to our game. You know, we've added a lot more. Um, I think – Last year, as I said, I've always said that we were very effective, mm-hmm. um, but we probably just didn't have that that extra layer of of stuff we can do on attack and with the ball in hand. So I definitely think we've we've got that now. So um, yeah, that, that, that's what I'll probably say. Those three things, eh? For sure. I think depth is something that we've highlighted all season on this show, talking about just the wealth of talent that the Free Jacks have, whether it be the first string, second string, or even third string. All those guys potentially could start on other MLR squads if you look up and down the roster with the depth chart here. Uh, Speaking of depth, Bodine Waka has returned to the team uh, to much fanfare and excitement, but he did not make the 23 against NOLA, which left a lot of Rangers kind of bewildered about that. How much of a selection nightmare is it to only pick 23 players each week? Uh, what's that like? Do you lose sleep over that? Jeez. I'll tell you what, uh, we, we have uh, we have there's many discussions in that uh, coach's office. and But you know what? I often think like, you know, players end up picking themselves. They they force your door open or they they, they, they force you to take notice when they when they really perform well. Mm-hmm. Um Case in point is is, is Reese McDonald and you know these guys that are really playing well. You know you've you've, you've got to reward that. You know it's mm-hmm. it's important and and, and guys got to know it's, everyone's got to know how difficult it is to, to get into this team. So when you're in it, you got to you got to play. You know and you got to take that opportunity. So it just breeds. It's it's just that that culture breeds. Uh, like what do you call it? it? It's kind of it's iron sharpens iron. Yeah, exactly, what man. It is, yeah. Um, yeah, so we, we it's just it's it's been a real uh, blessing to have all that uh, that depth, you know. It's been hard work. Let's be honest. It's been shrewd recruitment, and it's been a, a lot of, a lot of hard work to make that to make that work. But mm-hmm. you know, ultimately, it's it's working good. Absolutely. That's a, it's a testament to just the depth and squad and talent on this team. To Just look at the record. I mean, it speaks for itself for sure. We've got a question coming in from Facebook here. Would you rather have a first-round bye match to keep continuity uh, or be the first seed with a first-round bye? Any preference on that? Um, do I want him to become top in the division? Is that is that kind of what? Yeah, so, basically. Is? Yeah, basically is the is yeah. the question. Do you want to have? No, that? no, I've got, of course I want to come uh, top. I think I think that's what we always aim for. You, I, I want to be able to 
have a conference final in front of our fans. You know, that's that, that's yeah. what you want. Uh, yeah. It didn't work out last year, but it was pretty close until about the 70th minutes. So, yeah. like, it's it's not uh, it's not something uh, we probably we, we we analyzed that and we, we think we could do could have done a, a, maybe a potentially a better job in the week off before that. Um, so I think we 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 better prepared if that if that does if that does happen again. Yes. Um, so by, by, by far, like there's there's no there's no doubt in that for me. Yeah, I agree a thousand percent on that. Um, speaking of the playoff scenarios here, we just need a, a bonus point win against Toronto to secure that first round buy in the you know the number one seed in the Eastern Conference here. Can we expect if that is secured against Toronto? Can we expect heavy rotation in this squad for the remainder of the season? Um, I think. Look, the, the, it's always been a, like we always goal. I suppose we can always say we goal orientated to make sure that we, we achieve that first seed. But nothing changes. I mean, it's like if we we play against Atlanta in, a, in an all Eastern battle in in Atlanta. I mean, I want to win, bro. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> we're going to we're going to Seattle, and we, you know we're playing a Western Conference side who who you know. All these things are, are, are games. We, we, our biggest thing is that we're we're a bunch of competitive mofos. You know what I mean? Like that, that's <laughs> totally. who we are. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we can't really change that. So I, I think there's always going to be uh, an opportunity for for other guys. But I, I really look at the squads now, and I look at the teams we we put out, and I think we can we, we find really good balance and and keeping guys fresh and. So I'm not too worry, worried about that. I think we'll, we'll, we're kind of focusing on this week. Let's make sure that we, we put in a performance this week and we can kind of yes. see how the rest of it uh, kind of falls and, 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 and kind of plans itself out, really. Um, but there will be opportunity for players. I just think we've got, to, we've got to really value, just make sure we understand why we're doing it and then also have, have an eye on what cohesion we need going into um, yeah. a bar week and stuff. So there's a bit of a balance there. Uh, we've been discussing a bit of it, but we kind of don't want to lose focus on what on on this weekend first day. I will say that that is slightly encouraging, Scott, because you know I'm going all the way to Seattle. So I, you know, if if we if we bring our third squad and get absolutely pantsed uh, in Seattle, uh, you know, I'm not I'm not I'm a little bit of a sore loser. I'm going to enjoy my time there, but it's going to be like, damn, I wish we would have brought our first squad and really, uh, you know, uh, pants them instead of us uh, the other way around. So well, uh, last year we went to Austin and um, it, it didn't work out. It's true. It's true. Too bad. But also what's our what's our what's our first squad? You know, what's our second squad? It's, it's always an interesting yeah. question. And it is. Yeah. I think every day at training, I'm 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 asking myself those that very question, you know. Selection. Well, who's nightmare, our starting right? yeah. tight Who's our starting lock? You know, who's our start you know, it's 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 it all rests on it's it's just like this, man. Yeah. 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 Very good points there. Um, so as I was saying, I'll be making the trip out to Seattle to see uh, that game. I've never been to Seattle or the West Coast for that matter. What are you most looking forward to in Seattle? Do you have anything uh, in uh, in mind other than the game itself? Uh, Lumenfield. Okay. Yep. Oh, yeah, that's right. You're like a Seattle Seahawks fan. Is that right? Am yeah. I remember that correctly? Okay. That's right. I am definitely going to be heading there. Nice. Uh, I have been – Trying to to find a way to meet uh, Mr. Carroll himself. Um, okay, yeah. But uh, we'll see how, how that comes along. I, I have one or two 
with the pencil inroads in there, but uh, I don't know if it's going to happen. But yeah, that's all. I, I think he just from afar, you know, watching the Seahawks and mm-hmm. reading a lot about uh, Pete Carroll. It kind of there was a moment when I was coaching at school where I got hold of his book, Win Forever, and it definitely struck a chord with me around the whole competition uh, mindset and how you can build a philosophy around that. So mm-hmm. uh, there's a lot of stuff that I uh, was inspired about and kind of took from that. So he definitely is uh, a real great guy to, to, to kind of look up to and you know, glean some, some uh, what do you call it, inspirational ideas from me. For sure. Yeah, he's a big surfer, just like you, Scott. So I think you guys would have a lot to talk about, you know, if you do get to meet him. I hope you do. That'd be great. Um, Can you imagine? (laughs) I'm uh, famously a nervous flyer. Any recommendations for this long flight coming up? I just, I'm the same, to be honest. Uh, Most of the time I've got my laptop on me, so I'm just clanking away at work. So I always find it like a really nice outlet i kind of get 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 through that but if i wasn't i would find a really good fantasy novel and get stuck into that right? that would nice. be the, the ideal the problem is that the the two books that i'm waiting for has been seven and probably eight years now collectively since the last one so um yeah poor the the perennial struggle of being a fantasy fan it's waiting waiting for the next book except if you like except if you're into brandon sanderson because he's a machine and he churns them out which is great yeah but the the, the rest oh my goodness (laughs) uh right now in the eastern conference standings dc and new york are in the playoff spots uh what did you learn from the jacks playing them and beating both of these teams twice in the regular season anything yeah, so uh, I think DC, DC are a very dangerous team. Um, score a lot of tries from nothing. I think they, they're a side that has managed to put four tries on us in both of our games. So mm-hmm. there's definitely some danger there. Uh, I think that's that's probably the biggest thing. They've got a good good uh, good set piece team too. You know, they can more um, their scrum is decent. So that's probably something that we we've seen from them. Uh, New York, you said. Yes. Uh, what did you learn from them? Yeah, New York or New York and New York, they, the physical side. Um, they also pre- present a lot of, I think when they on song or when they are grooving, they are probably probably the next dangerous in, in, in the league. You know, they've, they've got uh, multiple threats, ball in hand. They can move the ball effectively from anywhere. Uh, so it's, it's just a case. And they've got an abrasive pack. You know, they, they, their pack can mix it. And... Um, I think that's that's probably some of the things that we've that we've picked up. Um, yeah, we got a, a question from Bozo here, Coach. What do you make of the East stinking up the league? Nobody wants it other than us. You know, looking at the standings, you know, we're pretty far distant from everybody else in the Eastern Conference, and I think we're the only team with a winning record right now. Any thoughts on that? Oh, I wish I cared. Um, <laughs> you know, what I mean, like. <laughs> I know it sounds nice. terrible, but like I'm, I'm just interested in us. Say, like, I, I can't be, I can't be asked about what's going on in the rest of the East. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, they've got I, their own things that they're dealing with, and they've got their own growth uh, curves that they're on, and whatever's happening in their, in their in their franchises, and everyone's in a different place. But we know where, you, where we are. Yeah, and man, we just that's that's all we're interested in, and all we focused on, to be honest. 
that's the way I approach my fandom with my teams, right? Like I'm a, I, I love the Free Jacks, but I could care less about what DC or New York or any of those other scrub teams are doing. I focused on my team. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, I don't even know how that. Like, I, some I don't know. Maybe it works differently. Like sometimes I, I know when I'm back home. Like recently, the the Stormers have made the URC uh, final, mm-hmm. and I, like I'm a, I'm a guy from Durban. I'm a Sharks a Sharks fan. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, well, rally behind the Stormers and let's get the Stormers winning. I'm just like, hmm. No, I don't think so. Like, yeah. uh, like, I, like I think I'm a bit, because I've played for the Bulls and, and all that, I'm, like, I'm a bit more like South Africa, uh, I think patriotic towards the country from, from being so out of it. But like when I was at, in the Sharks and a schoolboy growing up in Durban, I was like, no, 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 no. If it's not the Sharks, <laughs> then, it's, then it's no one. It's, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Love that approach. Bozo also chiming in here. Coach, second time in a week you've skinned me. Unbelievable answer. Love it. There you go from Bozo. Final question for me, Coach, here. This is your second year of a three-year deal. Are you ready to become a U.S. citizen yet and coach the rest of your career in New England? I mean, has there been discussions of a contract extension? Is that something that you're interested in doing and staying on? No, I'm I'm definitely interested in it. There's obviously... Things that like us as a family are chatting quite a bit about just um, how that looks, how that uh, works. I think it's there's always a lot more to it than um, you know with family back home and all the rest. Mm-hmm. But I did, I did like I, we definitely see our, our future future here. But uh, it's it's always difficult. I think in the first couple of years when you've moved to a country and you're away from from family and your little boys growing up and you're like, wow, you get, um, we're flying people over, like flying the moms and dads over and what have you. So that's, that's awesome. That's, that's great. Um, but I don't know if if my bank, my bank account can keep withstanding, (laughs) uh, withstanding that. So, but, uh, we're definitely enjoying our time here and, you know, I'm, uh, loving being being a part of growing this franchise. And so, uh, for the foreseeable future, I would like to do that. That's very encouraging to hear. It's really exciting. I'm sure the Rangers are really going to love hearing that, that you might be staying beyond that contract, you know, if we get lucky and, and get to sign you. But, uh, yeah, I think that would be fantastic. You've done a fantastic job, Scott, and I appreciate your time. I'm going to let Dave take over. Thank you. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks, man, Paul. I have to start with the traditional pregame question. I just pretend there's a very large man standing behind a, you know, a mesh drape shouting it at you as you warm the team up. Where would you rather be? Nowhere. Nowhere. Yeah. Yeah, he's awesome, man. He gets me pumped up every week. Eh? He, he loves <laughs> it. He loves it. It's he's such a fun guy to know. Um, yeah, awesome, man. He, yeah, definitely. He's into his football, isn't he? I, 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 I think I follow him on on. on, on yep. Instagram or Twitter, I can't, I can't remember. Yeah, um, he tries to keep the Twitter limited to football talk. He tries to yeah, just use it okay. for work. You know, like it's my coaching account, but yeah. Um, he he can't help but get into the rugby and uh, it's adjacent. I think it counts. That counts as work if you're a football coach. Nice. Awesome. Um, my first question is actually the same question I asked Josh Larson when we had him on. Uh, the team play a very aggressive style, which resonates with Boston fans. It's very exciting to watch, um, but it has also led to some issues with discipline and allowed teams back into matches one or two times this season. As a leader, how do you approach the balance between the hard edge that you want that's so productive and not slipping over the edge into ill discipline? I think I think it's um we often have, have those individual conversations around around these type of things. You know, we've we've been hammering on our 
hammering on that with uh, individuals uh, fairly often. I think we, we tend to get uh, get it right as the season ebbs along, ebbs and flows along. I think we're always a bit uh, ropey in the beginning. Um, yeah. And we kind of have to just do some correction and, and guidance with that stuff. Uh, and sometimes it's 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 team team things it's 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 just team lack of understanding or, or where we ed- can educate better through uh good footage and things like that and the good training stuff that can just re- remind the guys of what we need to do especially with like rolling away those type of things but the, the most of the um i guess i don't know what you call it like the the, the discipline where it's outside of the actual game there's a large amount of, often it's 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 individual stuff or guys just losing their cool in the moment and these type of things so and that's we just deal on an individual basis say eh? um, we were um chuckling the other day we sometimes it's our fault too eh? um, probably most of the time uh, we had a we, we came off the san diego game and um we weren't pleased about how we fronted up in that game you know and so our our weekly theme for the DC week was was charge the mound. <laughs> I can, charge I the can mound, see, right. yeah, I can see where that led to. Uh... We charged the mound in full force, and the cards were raining down. Uh, so that, that was probably on our say, but at least uh, at least we fronted up again, and we kind of put us back on the map with that. Yeah, and early, you know, early on this in the season. It's uh, it's it's the best time for it if it's going to happen, you know. No, exactly. That's great. Um, <clears throat> I had another question about balancing rest and form, but I think you answered Phil's question so well that I don't even need to to revisit it. Um, next, the Free Jacks set a couple records up in Toronto a few weeks ago with a tremendous victory, eighty points on the scoreboard. What do you think are some of the pieces that came together? to produce a result like that and what made it so effective? I think, you know, the first thing is you, you've got a, you've got a bunch of players that have played there. So there's, there's a feel that uh, you know, away games are difficult as it is in this league, but when you go there and guys know the place, they, they driving the energy almost, you can feel that. And, and I think when the team, the connection of the team is, is pretty tight, you know, the guys want to do right by their, by their mates, you know, they want to really, bring it home for them because that kind of pays it back. You know, it's just how, how it is with that. So that, I think that, that comfortability of going up there and and having that driven energy from the Canadian boys and also just being comfortable in that place, like that helped a lot. I think in the game itself, I think uh, Toronto's uh, injury crisis had, had had something to do with that. So that was another, uh, another thing. But it still takes a team to kind of really – put away a side like that, you know? Right. And I think we were really, we were just really clinical, man, from the start. We kicked well, we mauled well, we we made very little errors early on. We just did not allow them to recover. And I think once once we had put those first three or four tries, it was, it was like, this could go either way, you know, either they could find a way back, but we just didn't seem to allow that. We, we just were pretty relentless in that pursuit and i think mitch jacobson did a fantastic job of the lead and, and the rest of the leaders too just reminding the guys that you know, this is just this is all about us and you know what type of team are we at half half time if we're just going to go out there and 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 take the foot off the pedal so 
you know, that, that, that really speaks, I think, volumes of their input and um, how they're driving that, that, that those standards, I guess, in, in the team. Eh? Yeah. Well, it was, uh, <clears throat> it was very fun to watch. And uh, I was wow. almost... <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine being there. Well, we've just been at, like... I think last year, like Mark and I were chatting um, uh, what's it, after that game, and we were like, last year, every single game was like tearing it. You're like watching it like this. You know what I mean? Like, yep. it wasn't a game where it wasn't. And it's just, it's really nice for a change just to have somewhere we can just sit back and just enjoy it, you know? So, um, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, at a certain point, you you can lean back and say, you know what, I don't think they're gonna score fifty points. <laughs> Just have a feeling that uh, this one's done, this one's handled. And the, the problem the is, are... coaches too. Like you, you can be thirty points up and you're still going. Mm, you know, yeah, that can happen because you've seen it. You've seen these things happen before. You know, you've actually been involved in games when they've happened before. So you're always so alert and aware and and highly sensitive to do anything like that. Eh? Yeah. Uh, one moment I loved in this match, I believe there was a 13 man lineout in yeah. a mall. Uh, whose idea was a 13 man lineout, and did anybody need to be convinced that that was a good idea? Because I love it. No, so we actually did it last year. Eh? Um, yeah, we ran it last year. So Mark Mark Rogers had the, had the, the 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 plan to put this together, and the boys all get excited about it, and we scored off it. So was an easy one to bring back this year. We're like, well, let's let's pull it out, pull pull that out the archives and let's let's throw it in there. Eh? Um, but I mean, we've had great buy-in with a lot of those things. I mean, it it does help when we, we we score a lot of first phase tries. We score a lot of tries within the first two phases from our set piece. Yeah. Um. So when you're getting that reward, you know, buy-in becomes quite easy. But um, the boys are generally very open and. I think the environment allows guys to chip in. I mean, those ideas are coming from all over. And uh, it's just, I think we did, it's great in a week too, you know, when you've got a couple of special plays and stuff like that, the guys just get excited about it. Eh? Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, it's fun. It's 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 really fun to see stuff work oh. um, as, as explained and as expected and to be able to point to it and say it did, you know, it did what it said on the box. Yeah. Well, we were we were super excited this last weekend because, you know, we, we always open open a vault um, if we achieve certain uh, KPIs that we've set for ourselves. And uh, we were waiting on a special try this, this the whole game and we we're like, oh, man, I don't know if we're going to get it. And we, we managed to convert that one around the front there with uh, Vian and uh, uh, Kieran, so which caused massive jubilation in the coach's box and on the, on the players' bench. So we're really happy about that. Love it. Um, <clears throat> speaking of personnel, how good is John Poland, and how important is his box kicking ability to the Free Jacks? Oh, John Poland's uh, an exceptional player. You know, um, he's been fantastic for us. He He's really, uh, I think what makes him so good is is he's f pretty much error-free. I think that's a big thing. But he just gets on the end of things. He knows he knows when to when to slow it down, when to speed it up. I think he's really, from, this year to, uh, from last year to this year, I think what he's really improved at, which was 
probably the one area of his game that that was just off was uh, his ability to just get in and out of rucks really quickly. And I think mm-hmm. he's he's done that that he's just jumped massive steps i think in that area this year so he's, he's he's kind of like a complete scrum off you know his box kicking's fantastic he's probably the best in the league at that um but you know i like i'm really encouraged i think by the growth of of, of kieran mcclay's work with the with his with his kicking game holding younger like these guys are coming on leaps and bounds and uh you know it's it's it's, it's just so encouraging to see because i think that standard that he's delivering jp like Everyone's trying to meet it and 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 get there. So uh, I think we've got a really great scrum off uh, group group to, of 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 guys. I am confident to throw any one of them out there. Yeah, it's a it's a really I mean obviously an important position, and it's mm. it feels very stable to have such a good crew of scrum halves where you really can be genuinely confident yeah. in uh, I think whoever's out there. It's quite an interesting one, you know. I think last year. Um, the, the JP's kicking probably proved to be more, um, I suppose, more important to us in terms of, of stuff because it was it was pretty much our only only tool and we had a couple from walks that he hit the open side and things yeah. like that. But I think we've just had a we still kept it as still a core part of who we are, but um, we've definitely got a little bit more around that and we've got we've kind of changed our kicking game on different occasions to meet different games too, you know? So that's why I'm talking about that bit of variation. We were able to yep. just play differently when we need to. And I think that's, that's definitely helped us. Excellent. Um, <clears throat> Father's day is coming up in a few weeks. Hey. I'd invite you to, I'd invite you to play in the golden oldies, but I think you might be a little busy that weekend. You got <laughs> something else going on. Uh, you are a fairly new dad, although now getting, getting some experience under your belt. What is the best thing about being a dad so far, and what are you looking forward to? Uh, the best thing is, I, I must I must say, I, I've really enjoyed the last couple of months because I found like the early, the early, the first year and stuff was just difficult, man. Like, you, there's not as much engagement coming at you. You know, you're not getting enough. You know, now. He's running around like I must say the taking him to the beach has been awesome because the, he just makes a beeline for the waves and I'm like okay here we go like I'm trying to run after this guy and make sure he doesn't like face plant into the water and oh it's just chaos but I, I just enjoy watching him grow up eh? it's just so interesting to see how he puts words together and all you know as all those little things and milestones that they get so I think yeah. that's been pretty awesome um I don't enjoy the tantrums are oh <laughs> We're getting into that stage now, so that that's been pretty pretty wild. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's always shocking um, when it crops up, and it's just like, where did that come from? Yeah, like, no, since, exactly. Since when do you yell at me or or like refuse to yeah. do whatever we're doing? You know, exactly. Or just 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 pretend to not hear. You yeah, know what I mean? there's a good move. Um, but yeah, I think going forward, I think the the the, the concerns always about you know outside influences and how how that changes and um you know where do you send them to school and what school and what they're doing and how that's gonna you know feed into their their lives and stuff so yeah pretty interesting yeah always well my next question comes from my 10 year old daughter abby who (laughs) faithfully helps lead all the huzzas Um, and i think it's a pretty damn good question 
she wants to know what is the worst weather you have coached the Free Jacks or, you know, elsewhere, but she's thinking Free Jacks. What's the worst weather you've coached in and how did you adapt the team game plan to the weather? Worst weather definitely last year, Toronto. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that was that was insane. Uh, I've coached in and thankfully uh, we actually didn't need to change too much because you know we based with team that's based in New England. We have a we have a you know a game plan that's that's suited to pretty much all weather types. But we can, you know, we just dial down more conservative in obviously in that uh, in that in that weather. Uh, if it's a if it's a better day, it doesn't really change too much of who we are. Just that we know we've got more of an option to to play if it's uh, if if it's on if the opportunity presents itself. So I think that's been the the, the benefit uh, of of being a, a free jack is that we are the team and the, the how we play is catered to dealing with. Uh, horrible conditions because like we only that. we only get the sun in June, That's so right. uh, <laughs> so the team has to be prepared for that day. <clears throat> yep, weather's well, looking pretty good for Saturday right now. It is good. Be I, good to see. Uh, I, I, I hope we get a really great turnout. I know it's Memorial Day weekend, so people some people head off on holiday. I don't know, but uh, it's been really encouraging. Last week was oh, encouraging. I I, I just yeah. think it's. It's been each each week just got better and better at a home game, so I'm pretty excited for it. Yeah, it's very exciting to feel it, see it build, you know, week after week, and, and thinking back to last year and the year before, where how far the organization has come, you know, to be setting these attendance records, and uh, and I know, got to what, listen to the crash test dummy sing. Mm, 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 which yeah, is pretty awesome. It was it's it's really fantastic to get to catch all the music. The guys were trying to ask me like, "Who's this?" I was like, "No, guys, you don't understand." Like, we used to sing this song before yep. we used to go out. Like, it was a very easy one that all the guys could sing together. It was, yep. you know, it's low. Yeah. There's there's not a lot of like baritone and bass lead singers in rock nah. and roll. You know, that's a pretty uncommon thing. Oh, it was awesome. Yeah. <clears throat> all right, now some of the goofy the goofy questions. Questions about players and staff. So anybody, you know, who comes to mind is fair game. Yeah. Is there anybody who's superstitious? Mark Rogers. Really? Mark Rogers. Mark Rogers. Uh, well, some of it's rubbed off on the rest of us. We all, we all we have a, we have a single malt before every game. The night before. Yep. Um, must be a single malt though. It can't like be blended. It can't be anything else. It has to be a single malt. Absolutely. Um, the shaving of the the ritual shaving of the head before the game. Um, <laughs> there's quite a few. I'm not going to go. <laughs> but my That's project. excellent. But definitely, Mike. I That's like enough. It. Yeah. All right. Uh, is there anyone on the team who does a good coach impersonation? Whether it's impersonating you or impersonating Mike or. I haven't done too else. many of, of me. We we actually had a skit of it the other a couple of weeks back. The boys were getting into. Uh, who were they getting into, man? I think it was. Um, I think it was George or one of the guys they're getting into. I don't know if it was Q. It might have been Q. I can't even remember. Yeah, Q seems I, pretty impersonated. Uh, I, I, yeah. I might be wrong there, man, but it, 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 it was one of them. I probably should pay more attention. Eh? 
Love it. Here's here's my Q impersonation. Wow, that's, that's electric. Very exciting. <laughs> that's electric. I love it. He and uh, Taniella came down, did a couple of the huzzas with us uh, last week. It was a really good time. I loved it. Uh, players always welcome. That's awesome. Um, if the team had a talent show, who would win and for what? There's a lot of time to kill. A lot of bus rides, locker rooms. Probably Kiza. He's got he's got a real he's he's good on the guitar, so you can just get that thing out and he's jamming away. And uh, we've had already one or two team meetings with uh, him starting off the the team meeting. So I reckon that's probably the the go to guy. Excellent. He's already won it. I like it. All right. Last question. This one's real weird. You gotta you gotta go with me here. Team game of Dungeons and Dragons. Everybody's going to get together, roll some dice, cast some spells. You got to tell me who's doing what. So who is going to be organizing and running the game? Who's going to be the person who just shows up for the food? Who's going to spend the whole time on their phone? And who's going to get really into it? Be role-playing, you know, the Dark Lord Ladrin steps into the tavern. Like, what do you think? Uh... Organizing it, um, Cole Keith. Excellent. They already play this game before. They play this mafia game that goes on uh, in, in the in the, t- the team room before games, and it, it is all go. It is all Excellent. Go. Mafia is a good um, time. I'm taking notes here. He I know taking, who to hit up. He's taking down organizer, but also the fully immersed narrator and. Um. Yeah, he, he's he's all of that. Uh, Excellent. Coming for the food, uh, Tavita Sole. He's in there. <laughs> he, he's hungry. <laughs> he's a hungry prom, man. Right? Yeah. And um, what is the other one? Uh, who's on their phone the whole time? Oh, probably Ethan Fryer. Eh? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I can just picture him there, just just. Sitting on his phone and just looking up, watching watching these other guys going. He's like, "Now, nah, just carry on here. Thanks, guys." <laughs> Love it. Awesome. Well, this is this has been really fun, Scott. Thank you so much for talking to us. Uh, I'll give it back to Phil, and I'll see you on Saturday. Awesome. Thanks, Dave. Yeah, see you there, man. Uh, final thing here, just wanted to open the floor. Uh, you can speak directly to the Rangers out there, the Free Jacks fans. What do you got to say to them? Yeah, because I think just keep keep bringing the noise. Eh? I I think uh, it makes a difference. I was uh, had a, was on all staff hands like the last couple of weeks, and uh, I keep saying to the rest of the staff just what a great job they're doing around the scenes. Like the the more beer that's served, the more guys in the stands, it influences uh, the opposition and it influences the refs. We you know yeah. we get we get calls go our way and pressure builds and it's. It, it, it's it's a beautiful thing a home game when when you've got a crowd like we we have so we we just can't take foot off the pedal there you know that we need to, to you know you guys are a part of this team more than more than anyone else you know so it's i just uh, encourage you guys to just keep on keep on on yeah hell yeah 
we're the 16th man, Scott. You know, we're out there helping you guys out, giving shit to the referee so they can overturn calls or check the TMO. I mean, it it, it seems like I had brought this up a couple weeks ago. Like, it seems like that is actually happening, and you're kind of confirming that, like, we're influencing the referee. We're influencing the other other team to perform poorly. The home field advantage at Fort Quincy is absolutely real, but it takes everybody that's watching this to, to effectively make it work. So yeah, no, sure. like I, I say that, like, and I, I'm saying that because I, I, I it's, it's, it's really in these grounds that are so when you're on top of each other, you can, you can, you can create that that atmosphere really easily if you have the fans like you know like we have that are passionate. But it's like, do, do not think that it is not making a difference. It makes all the difference. So uh, hell yeah, just keep, just keep keep on. Absolutely. With that being said, we've got one word to exit the video in three, two, one. Huzzah! Huzzah!